the angry tenor. <laughs> Hello, I'm your host, John Sayers, and I am the Angry Tenor. Just a reminder, the Angry Tenor goes live every Monday evening at 7 p.m. That's every Monday evening, 7 p.m., new episodes of the Angry Tenor. Considered by many to be the most influential opera singer of all time, at least in his home country of Russia, Fyodor Chaliapin was a groundbreaker in musical style as well as interpretation of a complete character. Chaliapin was respected for his interpretation of the entire role. He was an imposing figure of a man with a dark, timbred basso cantante. A basso cantante is a bass voice with a well-developed upper range. He combines baritone agility with bass sonority and boom. Basso cantante literally means singing bass. He rose from a very humble, if not miserable, upbringing by sheer willpower and determination to the heights of operatic stardom. He was born in Kazan in Russia in 1873, the son of a peasant. He had a very unhappy childhood with a domineering and drunken father. He left home at 16 and joined a provincial opera company where he lived in poverty, going for days without food. Oh, 
Chaliapin singing the song of the Viking guest from Sadko by Rimsky-Korsakov. Chaliapin was the first Russian singer to establish a great international career. What is most remarkable is that he was mostly self-taught in both languages and music. Chaliapin was born the same year as Enrico Caruso, who also played a crucial part in changing the art form. He never attended music school, and he learned the art of singing and perhaps performing while appearing with provincial Russian opera companies. However, during a brief engagement with a touring opera company, he fortuitously met Dmitry Usatov, who was a retired tenor. Usatov became Chaliapin's first and perhaps only voice teacher. But later, Chaliapin abstained from lessons from anyone, claiming they were hurting his vocal technique more than they were helping. What made Chaliapin different from most singers of his time was that he applied psychological techniques to operatic performances. He was a perfectionist in his makeup and costuming, and the great Stanislavski said that he was greatly impressed by the way Chaliapin fused all the elements of performance into a powerful whole. And now let us hear Chaliapin singing the aria of the demon from Rubinstein's The Demon. Oh, 
Chaliapin sang in Europe from about 1901, but it wasn't until after 1908 when Russian opera presented seasons in Paris and London that Chaliapin was heard singing the great Russian operas, which were unknown in Europe at the time. He played several Russian roles at Covent Garden, London, and Paris. Chaliapin began giving well-received solo recitals in which he sang traditional Russian folk songs as well as more serious fare. Chaliapin appeared in nearly all of the great opera houses in Europe as well as those in the United States. In 1935 to 1936, he made a world tour, including performances in China and Japan. His most famous role was the lead in Musorsky's Boris Kudinov, but he also won praise as Ivan the Terrible in Rimsky-Korsakov's Maid of Psovk. Nope, try that again. Maid of Pskov. In the title role of Boito's Mephistophele, and as Mephistopheles in Guno's Faust, he was outstanding. His voice was wide-ranging and allowed him to sing baritone roles like Eugenie Onegin as well as the bass repertoire. Arthur Rubinstein said his voice had a, quote, unique quality, powerful and caressing, soft as a baritone's and flexible as a tenor's. It sounded as natural as a speaking voice, unquote. Chaliapin made a sensational debut at La Scala under the baton of Arturo Toscanini. Toscanini later said, that the Russian bass was the greatest operatic talent with whom he had ever worked. In 1908, at the age of 34, Chaliapin was singing at the Metropolitan in New York, earning a staggering $1,600 per performance, which is roughly around $40,000 in today's dollars. Chaliapin did not much care for the Americans' greedy pursuit of money and their general ignorance of art, 
though audiences there embraced him. Charlie Apple was twice married. In 1914, he and his second wife, Maria, settled in St. Petersburg, just off the fashionable Kamen Ustrovsky Prospect. Chaliapin occupied the entire middle floor of a three-story building. He then combined the two existing flats into a new space of roughly 600 meters. The couple lived there with their five children from 1915 until late 1922, when they left Russia never to return. After the revolution, Chaliapin remained in Russia for a time, but eventually found the rigidity of the communist regime as distasteful as the Romanovs' rule, and he subsequently emigrated. He was denounced as an anti-revolutionary and deprived of all of his Russian property and titles. In 1932, Chaliapin published a memoir, Man and Mask, 40 Years in the Life of a Singer. It was prepared in collaboration with Maxim Gorky. Chaliapin's last stage performance took place at the Monte Carlo Opera in 1937, as Boris in Boris Gudinov. Chaliapin died of leukemia in Paris in 1938, at the age of 65. Now here is Fyodor Chaliapin singing Boris's monologue from Mussorgsky's Boris Gudinov. Yeah. 
That's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, please send them to me at heldentenore at att.net. That's heldentenore at att.net. So, I'm John Sayers, and I am the Angry Tenor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>